Welcome everyone to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Thank you. Um, awesome. Well, well, we're here today in, in the middle of a message series called It's Good News. Well, actually towards the end, say it's good news. Um, man, uh, you know, last week we talked about um, the Holy Spirit saying we need help. I, I, do you, I enjoyed that. Did, did that just confirmed things to you. And even this uh, song that we just sang um, about inviting the Holy Spirit to rest on us, that's so important. You know, there's some things, actually many things, that um, can only be cured and healed by the Holy Spirit. He wants to get into the deep parts of our soul. You know, there's just things that we carry in life, you know that? We're like, we, we're just, we pick things up. And it's the Holy Spirit that, that will kind of get into those nooks and crannies of our lives that we don't see. So I encourage you, um, especially today as we continue to talk about another aspect of the Holy Spirit, to allow the Holy Spirit into your life and just to, just to invite, say, Holy Spirit, I need you. I realize that, a, that you can do more than 100 self-help books. You can do more than 100 visits to a therapist. You can do more. So it's, I just feel like we are kind of heading in this direction where God is challenging us to invite the Holy Spirit, right, into our lives. So are you good with that? Okay, I just want to just, just say that. It's not part of my message today, but I want to get there. So we learned last week that we need help. Say we need help. It's okay to say we need help because we do. Um, and I've noticed that the Holy Spirit makes things more easier and more efficient. I don't know if you knew that, but he makes things more easy and more efficient. I mean, you think about just the natural things that have really helped us in life. The automobile, praise God, right? Um, air. I remember talking with someone who, who uh, he, he's not around now, but he, I was asking him at the time, he was about 85 years old, and, and, he, and I asked him about the, the first car that he had. He said, well, I had an old Ford Model T. And he said, we would travel from Ionia all the way up north. And he said, literally uh, the tires because they're just plain rubber. You'd have to change them multiple times because you're on a dirt, rocky road, you know. Aren't you thankful for like roads and automobiles, you know. It, it, it's made things more easier and more efficient. Um, uh, air travel is another one. Wireless communication. Um, how about wheels on the bottom of luggage? Oh my goodness, that saved my life. I'm like, you, you walk to the airport, like, listen, if you don't have wheels on the bottom of your luggage, please go get some and get the ones that can turn, you know, like, like it's amazing that it's, you can just let that thing go. You just push it and it goes all the way where it needs to go. Um, electric windows. Remember when we were kids that we had to roll up our windows, you know, not a big deal. You know, you, you kind of got to work out, but now it's just like press a button, electric windows, electric drill. Oh my goodness. Come on. If you're still using a screwdriver and you don't use it, get an electric drill. They're cheap. Um, Clip-on ties. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. Not now, maybe, but when I was a kid, my mom didn't have time. You know, she had a bunch of kids, and so those clip-on ties came in very handy with her. Uh, just clip on a tie, you're ready to go. Um, uncrustables. Oh, my goodness. If you've never had... <laughs> now, listen, you health people, but I tell you, the Uncrustables are 
already made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> They're amazing with no crust. So anyways, that has made my life more easy, more efficient. I'm just, just being honest with you. Um, but listen, when sharing the good news, because we're called as Christians to share or spread the good news, right? That, that's, but matter of fact, that's how anything's going to get done. It, it, the, the, power, the, the power of the good news actually saves people. It's the good news of Jesus Christ that actually saves people. So we want to get involved and participate what, what God wants us to do. Um, but I, I also noticed that, is, that, that we need help. And if you ne- need help delivering the good news, yes, ask, invite the Holy Spirit um, with you, but also ask a friend or bring a friend. This is so important. Um, you know, there's a reason why Jesus sent them out two by two. Uh, there's more confidence with two. There's more power with two. One will chase a thousand, two will chase 10,000. I say that because I think that when we talk about spreading the good news, we get kind of like scared, like how can I do that? Well, listen, I get it. Just bring a friend, find someone, bring them along. And, and if you got some, something to share, you want to go into a, a grocery store in the city and you, you, have, you have a specific agenda to go find someone to encourage about Jesus, just bring a friend. It makes things so much more easier. I remember the first time, Anna Lynn um, was probably third grade or something. She went to a little country school in, um, in Ionia. And, uh, of course, our kids are growing up in church and in church all the time, you know. And, and uh, so she heard the gospel multiple times. Well, she ended up um, leading her friend to the Lord, Sydney. And they're both in third or fourth grade around that time. And there was a young man uh, in their school that they liked cute guy, but he didn't know Jesus. And they were trying to figure out how to get, invite him to church. And so what they did was they teamed up two by two. They, and, and what they did is they practiced on a tree, which is so funny. They went during recess, they went over to a tree and they started practicing on a tree to invite this person to, to church, to the youth group. And they practiced, they got it done. They went right over to him and asked him. They're two cute little girls. And, and they asked him, and he came to church. Long story short, he gave his heart to Jesus, right, when he, when he, after he came to church. But my point is, is that we need help, um, but it makes it much more easier and efficient when you can just bring a friend. Bring a friend, amen? Um, so I said that to say this, is that... Um, that we need help, but there's something else I want to show you today regarding uh, the good news um, that we see in Luke 4.18. Look at this. Jesus said, the spirit of the Lord is on me. We talked about that last week, how important it is to not just have the Holy Spirit in you, but clearly the Bible says that there's, there's another way that the Holy Spirit can be on you, right? Um, and he wants to get out of you, right? Because we have a power that, that is unequaled. Um, in the universe, that's the resurrection power of Jesus Christ. So the spirit of the Lord is on me, Jesus said, because he has anointed me. To do what? To proclaim the good news to the poor. The spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed. So here's that word, because he has anointed me. It's a very important part in spreading the good news. And I, I'm gonna call it the Holy Spirit anointing. Oh man, one of those churches, yes. The Holy Spirit anointing is the difference maker in the Christian's life. And I'll explain that today. The Holy Spirit anointing is the confidence builder. So today I want to pump you up. I want to show you what's in you and the results and the proof of the Holy Spirit anointing to help you discover something you probably didn't know you had. 
I mean, you know, those inventions that we just talked about? Man, I mean, listen, I will tell you, and I was trying to think of the things that, that, that I've, I, I finally discovered, even in my 40s. I'm thinking, what? This, this thing's been sitting here the whole time and I haven't used it? Knucklehead. So anyways, those things happen when, when, when all of a sudden you discover something. Today, I want you to discover something new and it's called the Holy Spirit anointing. Say Holy Spirit anointing. Oh, you sound so excited. Okay, um, if you've been around Christian circles for any length of time, you've probably heard someone talking about the anointing. If you're like me, you probably had a vague idea of what that meant. And so you're probably, and maybe it scared you a little bit, but I'd like to clear any misconceptions up today about the anointing and give you a simple way to understand it, hopefully. I trust at the end of this message, you'll be able to understand it a little more and just, just what this anointing is. First, the Holy Spirit and the anointing are inseparable. When you and I receive Jesus as our Savior, God gives us the Holy Spirit, right? First, first as an inner witness of our salvation. Look at Romans 8, 16. This is so important. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. This is, in other words, the daily responsibility or one of the responsibilities of the Holy Spirit is to remind us daily that we are children of God, that we are the king's kids. Man, if that doesn't pump you up, not sure what will because your dad owns the universe. And the Holy Spirit reminds us daily that we are his children. But the Holy Spirit does more. He gives us an anointing. 1 John 2, 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. Just don't tell your teenagers what that just said. I'm <laughs> just kidding. John is telling every follower of Jesus, every born-again believer, that you have an anointing, and when you bring the good news, when you give your testimony, you have a supernatural ability, a special power to do that, like an electric drill, finally. What is it? What does it do, and what do you need to know about this Holy Spirit anointing? So glad you asked. See, it must be important to know because Jesus mentions it. He could have left that out regarding the good news. Remember, we're talking about the good news, how to effectively and efficiently preach the good news, how to lead people to Jesus, how to be a part of what I believe is a great harvest right at the doorsteps. So he says, the spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. Basically, Jesus is saying this, I've got the power and I'm gonna prove it. And Jesus is saying to us today, you've got the power, let God prove it. So let me give you a few Old Testament symbols of the anointing just to give us a little bit of a picture of, of what what, what that looks like or how it applies to us today. Um, in the Old Testament, kings and leaders were anointed with oil when they were given a position or authority. You know that? So they were anointed. If, if you were recognized as a leader or king, they would come and they would anoint you with oil and, they, and, and that because you have a special position or authority. And so, and, but when they came out of that meeting, they were dripping with oil. They were dripping with oil. And the reason why they were dripping with oil because it set them apart for service, leadership, and ministry and destiny. But it wasn't just a sprinkling, it was a dousing. A dousing of oil. 
What this did was let everyone know that that person was called by God for a specific purpose with special authority and ability. They were doused with oil. It was like a mini Gatorade celebration. In other words, the oil, the anointing oil made it obvious. That's what the anointing does in our lives. It makes God obvious and it makes you stand out as well because of God. So the psalm, this, I love the psalm. It gives us a picture of that. Psalm 133. It says, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers, brothers, <laughs> the old King James brethren, brothers live together in harmony or unity. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head. That ran, look at, poured over his head, that ran down his beard and onto the border of his robe, Harmony is as refreshing as the dew of, from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of, of Zion. And look at, and there the Lord has pronounced, or in another version, commanded his blessing, even life everlasting. So what happened, he's talking about, Aaron's like, God, I need you. I'm called to be a leader. I'm called to be a husband. I'm called to be a father. Anoint me. So they pour oil all over him, and it drips down his beard, and it goes to the edge of the garment, which really is a picture of God changing a man and God changing a family. That's what that is. The anointing does that. I mean, listen, the, the truth is, is that um, when, when, when God anoints us, when we know we're anointed, it's not only obvious, but it helps us and makes us get along. Right? It, it gives us unity. Like, if you, want, like if you want the world to know Jesus, it's going to start as we get along together. But it's going to be the Holy Spirit anointing that's going to do that, you guys. You with me today? The anointing, that, that gives me a picture. The anointing will heal families and communities. And that group will stand out because God commands or pronounces a blessing on them. See, a true anointing actually promotes intimacy with God and relationship with others. I might say this in a couple of weeks, but the truth is many, many organizations and churches actually are teaching a non-relational God, a God that's just works-related, right? About his works or things to do, and it's really not right. It's, part, it's a part of it. But really, the whole of God is God is relational. And, and when, when, the, when the Holy Spirit anointing enters your life and gets in your soul and permeates your life, what's gonna happen is it's gonna create intimacy and relationship with God and people. Here's some more symbols. Back in the day, this is really cool. It was a practice of shepherds to pour oil over the sheep's body and head. Now remember, say I'm a sheep. That's right, you're a sheep. So lice and other insects would often get caught in, in the wool of sheep. And when they got near the sheep's head, they, they, they would burrow into the sheep's ears and even kill the sheep. So ancient shepherds poured oil on the sheep's head, and this made the wool slippery, making it impossible for insects to get near the sheep's ears because they would just slide off. In other words, the sheep had a harder time hearing when the bugs were bugging. And here's the truth. When I have a hard time hearing from God, God is not the problem. It's that slew foot accuser of 
God's people, liar and thief, the devil who's bugging my hearing. It's not the, the, the trials of life that, that, that are killing people. It's the lie that's killing them. Come on. And the Holy Spirit anointing will fix that. The Holy Spirit anointing will destroy the lie. See, the anointing will drown out the annoying voice of the enemy. Will cause the lies, the accusations, the judgments, the rejections from him to just roll off your back. That's good news. Back in the day, before soldiers went into battle, they would take days to rub oil into their shields. The shields of that day were made of many layers of leather. If the shield became dry and brittle, the arrow could easily go right through the shield. It would make it shatter. But a well-oiled shield would stop and quench the arrow of the enemy. A well-oiled shield. You hear that? Remember, they took days to get it ready. And that's just a reminder of the daily rubbing in, resting in the presence of God, the Holy Spirit anointing. See, when you take time with God, when you pray, when you lift your hands and worship, when you read and meditate on God's word, when you love, when you forgive, when you help those in need, God rubs the Holy Spirit anointing in you. I call it the daily Holy Spirit massage. And it's free. <laughs> and lastly, back in the day, they would anoint parts of the body. They would anoint rocks as reminders of God's faithfulness. They would anoint the church. And they would anoint animals for sacrifice, which was a symbol and foreshadowing not only of the Holy Spirit anointing, but the Lamb of God, Jesus, who took away the sins of the world, the ultimate sacrifice for you and I. You get my point? There's something to this anointing, right? Do you agree? There's something to this word what we're talking about today. But here's another reality. The olive oil was produced through pressing. They had to squeeze the oil out. See, some things are only produced in the pressing. You feel me? <laughs> right? And it's, the anointing is one of them. The, anoint, the Holy Spirit anointing is one of those things that God develops, right, through trials and tough times and times when things don't make sense. And that's why you need to be encouraged when you're going through a tough time. He said, count it all joy when you go through times of pressure. That's what he said. Because he's, he's squeezing something. I always say this, listen, when you find yourself in a tight place, usually God is squeezing a prayer out of you that you've never prayed before. And that's the way that God answers the new prayer is, is, is by you praying the new prayer. Do you guys get that? But there are, there are some things that are only produced in the pressing. But all of these moments that I just talked about, the sheep, the shield, the, the, the anointing of leaders, all point to the Holy Spirit. And I've learned that throughout my years of, of ministry and being a Christian, the biggest determining factor of the Holy Spirit anointing is just simply believing that you've got it. It's not about a feeling. When you give your heart to Jesus, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you and you are anointed. Say, I'm anointed. So exciting. Um, 
Say, I'm anointed. Just got to believe it. See, it's so important to believe that you and I have an anointing. It's so important to allow the anointing to go to work in our lives. Do you hear that? It needs to go to work in our lives. In other words, the Holy Spirit anointing is looking for a job. That's, that's really what we're, he's, he's looking for a job to spread the good news. I think we just need to give him some work to do. That, that's what we're talking about today. The Holy Spirit anointing, he wants to prove God in our lives. The Holy Spirit does. So let me, just, let me just pump you up as we roll through the rest of this message. Why do we need the Holy Spirit anointing? Because the Holy Spirit anointing delivers power. The Holy Spirit anointing is the presence of God and it is the power of God and it is the person of Jesus whose mission is to totally destroy every work of the enemy. Look at this in Acts 10.38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed by the devil for God was with him. That is a mouthful, but there's a ton of stuff in there. Do you hear that? That's a good one to memorize. Acts 10.38 for you and I. So one author writes this, when sickness, poverty, depression, deception, addiction, oppression, or fear comes in contact with the anointing, it is destroyed. It is not just broken, it is destroyed. When the Holy Spirit anointing of the Lord comes in contact with the work of the devil, it destroys it to a point that it cannot be restored. Woo! Man! Yeah! Yeah! Here's a the, here's the verse to back that up, Isaiah 10, 27. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden, person's burden, shall be taken away from off of the shoulder and this yoke, it's talking about a heaviness, from the neck, and the yoke shall be destroyed, what? Because of the anointing. I'm looking at King James Version here, but that one says anointing, all oh, same thing. Look it. There... There's just something satisfying when something destructive in your life is gone forever. Now, years ago, we, we, we don't do this anymore, um, but we, we had this thing called Guys, Guns, and Sons. It was fun. Just, we did it for a season, and we would go out to um, uh, the Granat's property, and we'd find, uh, they'd find an old car, too. It ran. You'd drive the car out there, and uh, so much fun. All these guys would, would bring their guns, and we would bring, and they would make... Um, um, you know, explosive, uh, whatever, not a bomb, but, but they would, it was tannonite and something, and you would put it in the car, and you'd shoot that thing, and it'd blow up. Listen, I'm telling you, it was so satisfying. We, we would sit there, put the car way out there. It was, it was out of distance for anybody to get hurt. Don't worry about it. And we would just, somebody would try to shoot that tannerite, was it? And it would just explode. And that, that car was, was destroyed to the point where you can't even drive it again. You didn't, you know, you, I don't know how you guys got it. You'd pull it out for, you know, with a tractor or something. But I'm telling you something. That's what the Holy Spirit anointing does to the things that have been destructive in a person's life. It destroys it to the point that it cannot work anymore. Isn't that good? The anointing builds, strengthens, and brings life and blessing to everything that the Lord is saying and doing in your life. Your marriage, your relationship will be cured, not with another self-help book, but with the anointing. 
Reminds me of the woman by the well. We talk about marriage and relationships. I think it's very important that, that we allow the Holy Spirit anointing to enter our relationships, right? To even get, get, get together, hold hands with your spouse and say, Holy Spirit, come and move in my heart. You know, a lot of times in marriages, this is happening. Well, you did this, you did this, you did this. Listen, you can't heal two until you heal one. And when, you, when, when the one allows the Holy Spirit to start moving and working in a soul, he starts to heal the soul of one, and then two can come together. But just allow the Holy Spirit to come and move in your marriage and relationships. But Jesus meets a woman by the well, and she, was, she had been in many relationships. And... Jesus said, hey, where's your husband? And she goes, well, I don't have a husband. He goes, you're right, you don't have a husband. You had five, and the one that you have now is not your husband. And he wasn't being like critical or judging. He's just saying, listen, I'm trying to get the, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get the Holy Spirit in your life right now. And so he says, hey, you know, he says, you're having relationship issues. You're having marriage problems. I see it. But he didn't send her to Peter or John for marriage counseling. He simply gave her the truth and the power of the Holy Spirit. He gave her living water and she experienced freedom that she had never experienced before and then she went and told everyone about it. She shared the good news, the Bible says, to multiple cities. Here's a woman that was hiding. She was, she was so bound by whatever she was going through in life and all of a sudden the Holy Spirit anointing enters her life through the through living water of Jesus Christ and she is now a major evangelist for, for Jesus. Don't you love that? That's the anointing. The Holy Spirit anointing, listen, delivers power. And here's, here's a good one. The Holy Spirit anointing destroys oppression. Aren't you sick and tired of the enemy having his way? Aren't you sick and tired of the heaviness and oppression of life? There's so many people living with heaviness right now. And that heaviness can make a person do things they really don't want to do. Addictions are formed because of this oppression. Anger rises because of the oppression. Fear paralyzes because of the oppression. But friends, there's good news. The Holy Spirit anointing destroys it. Say, I'm anointed. So here's that verse again, Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that this burden shall be taken away from off the shoulder and the yoke from off the neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. The heavy yoke is a biblical term that means oppression. It means an overwhelming burden and heaviness. It's the Holy Spirit that will destroy it. Remember, Jesus said, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. He wants to make things easier and more efficient. The devil doesn't. He wants to weigh us down, discourage us. See, the Holy Spirit anointing will destroy it. See, a pill might temporarily alleviate it but will not destroy it. Do you hear that? It'll leave it, but will not destroy it. The kind of pill you need is a gospel. <laughs> the good news of Jesus, the anointed one. Jesus, the Christ. Christ was not, is not his last name. Christ means anointed one. Christ was a declaration of the power and authority of Almighty God to destroy oppression. And everywhere Jesus went, he was reminded of the anointing that he had because of Christ, right? 
Oh, here comes Jesus Christ. Woo! He'd say, that's right, I am. Here comes Jesus Christ. Here comes the anointed one. You bet I am. And get ready, devil, because you're going to flee. That, that, that's the kind of confidence that he had in life. See, the word Christians means anointed ones. That's what that means. So wherever we go, we should say, I'm anointed. Say, I'm anointed. And this anointing destroys oppression. So this yoke is put around the neck of oxen to help control the animal. Now listen, all of us can control in life, can't we? We get it. We get fearful. We don't trust God. We find ourselves controlling parts of our lives. But just remember that, that that's, never, that's never what God wants in our lives. But it's what, it's what the heavy yoke does. We start worrying about the present and the future then automatically the enemy tries to put heaviness on us. It's not what God wants. Because Jesus says, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Jesus' yoke will keep us walking with him on the right path, but it's the enemy's yoke that limits our movement. He has the agenda to stop our movement and stop the spreading of the good news. That's what the heavy, oppressive yoke of the enemy does. So maybe you're living with a heavy yoke today and you don't realize it. You wonder why you can't get ahead or wonder why everything is a struggle. It's because of a yoke that is dragging you down. The enemy has infiltrated your inner person and convinced you that your circumstance, your season, your life will never change for the better. It's a lie. These negative words spoken over you become a yoke, a heaviness that can cause you to shrink back. But listen, you have to declare, I have to declare what Isaiah said, the anointing on my life is breaking every yoke. Every time you say I'm anointed, chains are broken, fear has to leave, depression has to go, healing comes, strength comes, faith comes. The Holy Spirit anointing is the burden-removing, yoke-destroying power that will set you free. I mean it. God means it. That's why Jesus said, hey, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me. I'm not just Jesus. I'm Jesus the Christ. I'm Jesus, the anointed one. And guess what? We are Christians. We are also anointed ones given the same power and authority and, and, and the resurrection power of the Holy Spirit in us. Yeah. See, it, it, it should not be taboo for a Christian to go get deliverance for demonic oppression. We make it taboo, right? It's like, it's like, it's like a Christian marriage. <gasps> I don't want anybody to know. Really? <laughs> yes, you do. It's okay. <laughs> it is okay if when you, listen, it's normal for you to struggle in a relationship. Listen, Emily and I are completely opposite. I don't know. Listen, we, I said this other, listen, she has only watched one part of a quarter of a game with me our whole marriage. She watches the home shows. I watch sports. But I love her. We're, we're, we're so good for each other, right? But listen, I don't get mad at her because she doesn't watch the game. Listen, you know what? We're, we're, I'm in a, we're in an NCAA pool this year. She's leading it. Can you believe that? She's beating us all <laughs> because she picked Ohio. I helped her pick Ohio, but no, <laughs> I think she picked because it was green. I don't know. She didn't want to do it. But, but my point is this. What is my point? Um, oh, because in, in marriage and relationships, you guys, 
it gets tough, right? Sometimes we butt our heads. <laughs> it's normal. Please do not think it taboo for a Christian marriage to go get Christian ministry or counseling. It should be normal, just like it's normal to get our oil change in our vehicles every three or 4,000 miles. It should be normal. And it should be normal for a Christian who's been under heavy attack, oppression by the enemy, and that enemy has gotten in their soul, has quenched the spirit, what comes from the belly. And it's, it should be okay for a Christian to go and say, hey, I need some deliverance. Like, I need some, okay, let's go at it, right? Let's let the Holy Spirit anointing bring some deliverance. See, I get it. Sometimes we unintentionally give opportunity to the enemy. It happens, right? Come on, we've all been there. Ephesians 4, 27, it says, and give no opportunity to the devil, it says. But at times we do, it's okay, just get free. Let the Holy Spirit anointing go to work. Because the Holy Spirit anointing, listen, destroys oppression. And I need you to know this. When you get into someone's life and you see that they're oppressed, you see that they're constantly sad, constantly discouraged, constantly down, I'm gonna tell you right now, you have an anointing to set them free. But we kind of were afraid. What do I do? No, no, you just go and say, can I pray for you? I pray for you because I love you. I'm, I'm, I always say, whenever you're going in to pray for someone, go in with compassion, but go in with confidence. And then let you are anointed. And when you pray and the Holy Spirit comes out of you, oh my goodness, watch out. Oppression has to go. It destroys oppression. We just read it right there. And I love this one. It makes you smarter. That's right. I do love this one because the anointing will give you supernatural divine wisdom when you need it. God will give you creative ideas to reach people, brand new abilities to connect with people. I've even heard testimonies of people who've never played an instrument in their life and under the Holy Spirit anointing, they begin to play multiple instruments with ease. Like what? I want that. First John 2, 20, look at this. But you have an anointing from the Holy One and you know all things. You know all things. Can't tell you how many times I'm across from someone and I'm hearing their story and I feel their pain and all they've, they've gone through. And I say, oh, Lord Jesus, I need wisdom. God, I need, a, I need an anointing. I need wisdom right now to give to them, to encourage them, to help them get free. I pray that under my breath and God shows up. You have an unlimited storehouse of knowledge and understanding in the Holy Spirit. And there are times when, when, you know, when I was leading worship, usually the songs are 1% inspiration, 99% perspiration. But there are times when God just opens up heaven because I'm praying and he delivers a song right from heaven. It took 30 minutes. And I remember I wrote a song in 30 minutes and it went all the way around the world. I thought, can't they all be like that, God? No, you'd probably be getting too puffed up, Dan. But that was a great one. That thing went around, went around the world. It's called Reach the World. It's only one on iTunes. You can check it out. Reach the World. Um, but anyways, that, 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 that song, what happened was I got an email. I was just praying. 
And I got an email, all of a sudden email said, hey, we're looking for a song um, that's the title song for the project we're doing. We're doing a, I was a part of a project with other worship leaders um, to do a CD. And, um, and, and, and all of a sudden, as soon as I read that email, God gave me the supernatural wisdom, a melody, the words, and I'm like, bop, bop, bop. it was done. And I sent, I sent this, re- this rough copy to, to the guy who was heading it up. And uh, shortly after, he goes, oh man, we love it. It's going to be the song. It's going to be the title track. I said, wow. That's what the Holy Spirit anointing does. You need some extra wisdom in your, 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 your job, your work, your marriage. Ask the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit makes you smarter. The Holy Spirit make, gives you confidence. This is why we need the Holy Spirit to preach the good news. We need confidence, Right? We see this throughout the Bible, God taking people who were once hiding in fear, running from the enemy like Gideon and the disciples and transforming them with the Holy Spirit. Here's one example. Look at this, Acts 4, 29 through 31. And now, O Lord, hear their threats and give us your servants great boldness in preaching your word. Stretch out your hand with healing power. May miraculous signs and wonders be done through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. Look at this, verse 31. After this prayer... The meeting place shook and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they preached the word of God with boldness. This was after Pentecost, by the way. This is another one, another one God shows up with. But after they prayed, I can't tell you how many times fear has knocked on my door. Maybe not yours, but my door. Man, it comes knocking. I'm gonna get you, Dan. I'm gonna get you. You're going down, blah, 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 blah. And I finally got wise to it and allowed the Holy Spirit to give me confidence and power and against that, that, that because, you, because when fear comes, I'm telling you, it's a powerful thing. But when the Holy Spirit comes, come on. God is not giving you a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. That's the kind of Holy Spirit we have. Makes you smarter. Almost done. It, listen, the Holy Spirit only reveals your calling. In other words, when you invite the Holy Spirit in your life, when you, when, you, when you start having, the Bible says, fellowship with the Holy Spirit or communion with the Holy Spirit, all of a sudden you're like, things are becoming clear. My purpose is becoming clear. You, you, you're, you're not only empowered to do the things, but you can see it clearly now. And all of a sudden those bold, courageous steps reveal the calling. That's what happened to me when I gave my heart to Jesus. I didn't, Ministry? Well, I didn't even know what that was. I never went to church. What, what, is, what is ministry? What, who's, who's in charge of this place, I mean, right? When you go to church, I'm like, but all of a sudden, as I was just bringing my Bible to a restaurant, I would bring it to work. When I worked at the Amway Corporation, I'd just bring it with me because I, I, I was hungry for God's word. All of a sudden, those little steps, those things that I was doing, praying for people, started revealing the calling of my life. Same thing happened with David when he was anointed. I'll just read it to you. They're looking for a new king. We're almost done. We're looking for a new king. And Samuel the prophet says, well, we need to go to Jesse's house because I think the king's gonna come from there. So he has Jesse line up all of his sons. And one son, Eliab, was a tall, well-built, good-looking dude. First Samuel 6, 16, 6 says, when they arrived, Samuel 
took one look at Eliab and said, man, this is the guy. Surely this is the Lord's anointed. But the Lord said to Samuel, no, don't judge by his appearance or height, for I rejected him. The Lord doesn't see the way things the way you see them. People judge by outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. By the way, the anointing always starts in the heart. Come on. It always starts in the heart. The true anointing always starts in the heart, you guys. Then Jesse told his son Abinadab to step forward and walk in front of Samuel, but Samuel said, no, this isn't the one. Next, Jesse summoned Shimea, but he said, uh, no, this isn't the one either. In the summary, all of seven of Jesse's sons were presented to Samuel, but Samuel said to Jesse, the Lord has not chosen any of these. And Samuel asked, are these all the sons you have? Well, wow, there's, there's, there's a young one. Jesse replied, but he's out in the fields watching sheep and goats. He's, he's, a, he's not anybody. You don't want him. You know, he's too young, right? He could never, he could never be king. Really, that, that's what dad was saying, right? Didn't have much confidence in, in his son. I, I always know this, is that God loves the dark horse. I mean, I kind of hope Abilene Christian wins the NCAA tournament. I'm just glad Ohio State isn't. <clears throat> I really want Michigan to, because I'm, I'm a Michigan alumni. But what I'll, <laughs> what I'll say is that the, the, God loves a dark horse. He, he, he loves to take what you think you're not anointed at. You think you can't do it. You think you can't pray and set someone free. You're dead wrong. It's you that God's going to pull out of the, 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 the sheep field and say, oh my goodness, here's my son. Here's my daughter. Because look at this. He's out there with the sheep and goats. So send for him. Get him right now. Verse 11. We, we will not sit down until he arrives. So Jesse sent for him. He was dark and handsome with beautiful eyes. And the Lord said, this is the one, anoint him. So as David stood there among his brothers, Samuel took the flask of oil he had brought and anointed David with the oil. Now check this out. And the spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David from that day forward. Old Testament Holy Spirit anointing reveals the calling, gives him power, most importantly, the Holy Spirit anointing displays Jesus Christ. That's what the Holy Spirit anointing does. It displays Jesus Christ to the world. That's the end goal, to make Jesus known to the world and to show them the heart of the Father. For Jesus, I'm telling you what's, what's happening. There is a great divide in the church. I, want to, I just, just wanna let you know. There, there's happening right now a great divide. That, it's just gonna happen. God is, God is pulling up the people that want to give Jesus center stage. He's just pulling them up. They're all gonna have unity and Jesus, almighty God, is gonna take center stage, finally. See, when, 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 when Jesus takes center stage, when the Holy Spirit only displays Christ, which immediately brings us to our knees in true worship, immediately brings us to repentance because it immediately brings us to the foot of the cross. Remember, it was Jesus who did all this for us. He rescued us. He healed us. He freed us. He made a way for the Holy Spirit anointing to bless us and those around us. Thank you. Say thank you, Jesus. See, you are anointed. 
in your family, at your job, as a parent, to start a business, in school, as a husband, as a wife, on the field, off the field, leading the Bible study, serving in ministry, in battle, wherever you go, you are anointed. And this anointed anointing makes Jesus known. So here's our challenge. Spend time with the Holy Spirit in the Holy Spirit anointing. Let God pour over you everything he wants to through the Holy Spirit. Come on. So he can pour it out of you. You don't have to wake up in the wrong atmosphere anymore. You can wake up in, in, in the Holy Spirit anointing by just simply taking time with the Holy Spirit. Remember, God's in heaven. Jesus at his right hand. The Holy Spirit's with us, right? Why reject him? Why not talk about him, right? He's the carrier of the glory of God, Jesus. So I encourage you to place your plans, your job, your relationships, your decisions, and your family right now under the Holy Spirit anointing. When this anointing rests in you and on you, whatever is of God will blossom and be blessed, and whatever is not of God will fall away, right? The destructive things just fall away. That's how the good news is going to go forward, my friends. It will advance because the Holy Spirit anointing, for the Holy Spirit is on me because he has anointed me, Jesus said, and the same thing he's saying to us today. And what we're going to do is, as we finish right now, I want, to, I want us to pray a prayer together to get us going. And we're just going to spend a little time. You can, you can go, you can stay, you want, but, but, but I want to, we're just going to pray this, play this song. I'm going to pray this prayer. We're going to play this song as we finish and you stand up. and Because I want you to, to just not, not only know you're anointed, but I want you to learn how to saturate in it too. I want you to know that you can wake up Monday morning with a worship song. You don't have to turn on the, the, the news. Come on, that stuff's going to drive you crazy. You can wake up, wake up with a worship song. You can wake up in prayer. You can wake up just lifting your hands to Jesus. You can wake up reading the Word. You can wake up in the presence of God and let God rub into your life the Holy Spirit, right? Into the dried and cracked parts of your life, God, to sort of heal you and set you free. God's good with that. Don't be afraid of it. It's, it's really good. God's, God is love. He's going to love you through it. So pray with me. We just pray. So bow your heads for a moment. And, and first of all, number one, if you've never given your heart to Jesus, I would love to lead you through a quick prayer because that's when the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. So pray this with me. Pray as a family. Say, Jesus, today I ask you to come into my heart so that you would be my Savior and my Lord. Thank you, Jesus, for loving me and forgiving me in Jesus' name. Now stay right there. Now pray this prayer with me. Say, thank you, God, for the Holy Spirit anointing. Today, I declare that I'm anointed and I have this anointing to preach the gospel. I'm anointed to heal the brokenhearted. I'm anointed to set the captive free. I'm anointed in my relationships. I'm anointed at home. 
at work, in the city, in the country. I'm anointed when I pray. I'm anointed when I serve. I'm anointed when I speak. I'm anointed to break the chains of addiction. I'm anointed to lift oppression. I'm anointed to destroy the works of the enemy. I am anointed in Jesus' name. Come on. That was my halftime speech. All right. So you got to get going after this and go spread the good news. Um, you guys, we're just going to take a few minutes. And if, if you would just stand together for a moment, it's just, just a few moments of, of allowing the Holy Spirit um, just, just, a, and I would just say, just if you're comfortable, lift up your hands like you're receiving a gift uh, from God, and, and just it, it's really a, it's it's a sign of surrender, it's a sign of thankfulness, it's a sign of, you know, Daddy, I need you, I'm reaching for you, God, because I we need the Holy Spirit anointing God in our lives, we need the Holy Spirit anointing God in, in, in our families, God. So we receive the Holy Spirit anointing right now. God, come and just saturate us. Come and fall on us, Lord. Um, and let us know, most importantly, God, that when we walk out of this place, we are anointed. We are anointed. Everywhere we go, the power of the Holy Spirit goes with us. So God, thank you, Jesus. Right now in this room, Emily, come on up if you would. Right now in this room, um, I, I just feel like God may have a word for someone today, but right now in this room, I believe that today is the, the day that's good. you're going to start uh, seeing oppression lift. If you've been depressed for a while, I'm telling you right now, God is going to do something supernatural in your life. I, I believe it. If you've been having problems in your marriage, oh my goodness, the Holy Spirit knowing He's coming in right now. He's going to give you creative ideas. He's going he's to bring some true humility to your heart to say, I'm sorry, babe. I'm sorry. It was my fault. Like that right there is anointed. <laughs> So God, I thank you right now. We receive the anointing. We receive the anointing. Said, Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all we want. Just tell them. You're all we want. Said, Holy Spirit, come rest on us. You're all Spirit. 
disappointed but he's like pray bigger prayers because there is nothing that's impossible to right. God like right. Jesus there, there was a man who came to Jesus and he uh, I think he had leprosy and he said Lord if you're willing you I know you can make me clean and Jesus said I am willing yeah. and he was healed immediately so Jesus is saying it to you right now I am willing. So what is the prayer? You're coming to Jesus. What is it? The big prayer that you yeah. want to pray. Lord, if you're willing, you can. He says, I am willing. You he wants to answer your big prayer. I love it, Emily. I found out that a lot of challenges that people are having are simply relationships. You know, yes, there's financial situations, but really most of our challenges are in relationships, marriages and relationships that are strange. Listen, the Holy Spirit anointing, God wants to fix that. Wants Pray to a do big it. prayer. Pray a big prayer, right? Pray a big prayer. Come on, God can do it. It looks impossible. God can do it. Amen. And then you, let's pray for that. I, I'm going to silently pray that Michigan wins a national championship. <laughs> let's pray. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. You are our Father. Yes. And Lord, you do own the entire universe. Right. There's no lack in you, Lord. There's no lack of healing. There is no lack of freedom, Lord. Right. There is no lack of restoration. And so we come to you and we thank you, Lord, that you are answering our right. big prayers right now. Our hearts are God. wide open and we're just crying out to you, Lord. Yes. Whatever it is that your people are desperate for, Lord, yes. whatever they've been scared to even pray or hope for in you, Lord, yes. 
They're praying these big prayers now, God. Restoration, things that looked impossible, Lord. Nothing is impossible to you. And Lord, you say, I am willing. I am willing and I am able and I am doing it in your life right now. So Lord, I thank you that addictions are being broken, that depression is being broken, Lord. Fear and worry and anxiety is being broken right now in Jesus' name. These things are causing problems in relationships, causing problems in families, Lord, and causing problems in marriages, Lord. But Lord, you're breaking those things by the power of your Holy Spirit and you're restoring relationships. You're restoring unity, Lord, into families. You're restoring unity into the body of Christ, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for those who are all in with you, Jesus, that put you in the center of our lives, Lord. And Lord, forgive us when we haven't. But Lord, we're not, we're not, we're still human, Lord. But we thank you that our hearts are right, Lord. And so you're coming to to reside right in the middle, right in the middle of our situation, Lord. And you're changing it and you're changing us from the inside out, Lord. So we just thank you ahead of time, Lord, for the answer to these big, big prayers, Lord. We believe you. We believe you at your word. And we we will see the testimonies, Lord, and we will give glory to your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E dot org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.